a lot of people have a day job. You don't want to spend too much time on the charts. So starting on the daily chart would be a good idea. Hey, it's Walter here, and you're at the Think Profit Podcast, where we're going to help you develop a rock-solid trading confidence and avoid the potentially endless cycle of system switching. Right, Hugh? That's right. We're going to help you develop a wealth mindset, develop a trading strategy that fits your core personality, and help you overcome the obstacles that stop over 90% of traders. All right, Hugh. Sounds good. You ready to go? Yeah, let's do this. Hey, Hugh. So I have a question. I actually was talking about this with a trader years ago. But I was just thinking about it um, this week. And this trader, uh, he's worked for um, hedge funds, uh, creating strategies for them and stuff like that. And he, you know, he's a really good programmer and, and a, a good thinker. And he was mentioning to me, he said, you know, it's always so easy. It always comes down to it's easiest to build a trading strategy that is a trend following strategy. Hmm. And I thought that was a fascinating comment because in my mind, I had always thought that the easiest type of strategy to build would be a breakout strategy. <laughs> and so, and I, you know, I'm not a programmer by any means, but it got me thinking about how sort of as traders, our worldview or our view of the markets can color what we think is possible or easy or difficult or whatever, because I've always held and I've always thought that the simplest and easiest EA robot to create would be a simple breakout strategy. It just mm. seems so obvious to me. And yet he was, and, and you know, he's got a lot more experience. He's built these things. He worked for, you know, a market wizard guy for his hedge fund and all that. And so I, you know, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to defer to you here, but that was a very interesting thing because, you know, you know, I'd read stories or, or there's reports, you can go and find them in trading magazines and stuff where they've looked at, for example, like the, the old turtle rules that are all known now, mm -hmm. the old turtle rules from the eighties uh, and nineties, you know, they stopped working at a certain stage, I think in the, like the mid nineties or early nineties, you know, they stopped, stopped working. Mm -hmm. And then, and then after about 10, 12 years, they started working again, <laughs> you know, and um, you know, somewhat difficult to create trend following strategy, not total. I mean, I, I can see why he would say that. I, I can see where it would be totally difficult to create a trend following strategy, but I always just thought like the easy, the low hanging fruit is that breakout strategy. So what are your thoughts on how, you know, because in my mind, I'm linking these together, the, the, the worldview of the markets and the belief that a certain type of trading system or strategy or approach is the easy, the quote, easiest one to automate. What are your thoughts on that? Because I've, I, th I think it's a, a fascinating look into the psychology of different traders. That's how oh, I yeah, see it. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, well, it depends what you're doing, first of all, right? Like if you're in a fund and you have an automated system, then yeah, maybe trend following systems would be easier to program. Or maybe that's just the way he looks at the market. I don't look at it necessarily from the type of strategy, but like I look at it more from individual trader standpoint, like trading the daily chart, number one, that would be the easiest place to start, right? Because a lot of people have a day job. You don't want to spend too much time on the charts. So starting on the daily chart would be a good idea. And then from there, just I'm not set on one or the other trend or counter trend or breakout or whatever, but that would be for me the easiest place to start. And then look at what other traders are doing on that time frame, and then kind of like test that and then make it my own, right? But as far as trend or counter trend, I don't, I, I don't see one as being easier than the other one. Yeah, I always like in my mind, I always had the counter trend as the hardest because you'd be fighting, in some ways, you'd be fighting the urge to add some sort of martingale. Mm -hmm. element to it mm -hmm. and and some counter trend strategies or reversion to the mean strategies do have that like they'll have a a system where 
they'll take a cell and they're going to assume that it's going to fall back to the, the cell because they think it's going to fall back to the moving average or the middle of the Bollinger band or whatever they use, you know, the pivot point, whatever, you know, and then if it goes against them, they take another cell, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was always really uncomfortable with that, you know, that idea of taking a trade, being wrong, and then taking another trade, you know what I mean? <laughs> it always seemed like too close to Martingale. I mean, I know it's not officially definition Martingale, but <laughs> it, you know, it had that smell to it. And I, yeah. so I always thought, Ooh, these are tough, but I have heard, you know, people that do this, you know, the reversion to the mean, but they, they tend to cer- stick to certain markets because they find mm. that statistically there are certain markets that sort of, you know, kind of hover around price, whereas other ones are more likely to trend and stuff like that. So I found that, I found that interesting. I thought, okay, that makes sense to me that they would do that. Yeah. In my mind, I'd always thought that that would be the most difficult one to do because, it seemed to me that inevitably you'd have a, an upside down reward risk ratio. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to be really, really right to have an upside down reward risk ratio. Cause I haven't been able to get any that I've tested strategies like that, like reversion to the mean type strategies where it works if you don't have a, a really wide stop. Mm-hmm. Right. So to me, that means you got to take quick profits and you got to have, you know, a, you know, big losses. And so that means, inevitably a high win rate. So I was always uneasy in that world. But I mean, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people that, that, that love that. In fact, I think in some ways, you know, as a beginning trader, when I first started training, I was of the reversion to the mean mindset. Like mm. I remember thinking, you know, when the Euro, when we were trading the Euro and it was like 70 or 87 cents or whatever. And I, and then when it broke a dollar, I was like, no, nah, it's never going to get, you know, it's never going to, it's going to go back under a dollar. They're not going to, you know, and it's, and here we are 20 years later, you know, and the yeah. euro hasn't gone below a dollar. <laughs> like, it's just funny. It's funny to me that I was thinking that back then, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. it's going to, you know, they'll send it back down. No way. Cause when I first started trading, the euro was new and, and it was always under a dollar. It was actually in a permanent downtrend from the, mm-hmm. if you go back and look at the old euro chart, it was actually, and they, they made a composite chart too. That wasn't really the, it was, what the euro would have been had the euro existed the year before. They also had that. But the point is, we were laughing as traders. Like, the only thing you need to know about the euro is you need to sell it. You know, that's all we knew. Yeah. And then when it broke a dollar, it was kind of like a, it was like a mind bender for me. I'm like, oh, it'll go back down again. It'll go back down. And of course it, it, it still hasn't. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's, it's, it's your mind. It's your, it's your view of the markets that color what you think is easy, isn't it? I mean, it's really, it's just so interesting, I guess. Yeah, my friend actually does you know. pretty well with the the counter trend thing. Like he, that's his bread and butter trade, and that's what he learned at the really? fund. Yeah, so he what he does is he looks for like a major support level or whatever, and then he looks for overextended price, and then he has four levels above that, and then his stop loss, and then he sets the levels by using ATR. So then price will come up, and uh, maybe it'll take two of his entries, and then he's looking for a big, big, you know, downside. So. Um, he's willing to hold it and ha- have that big um, gain. So that works for him, but uh, I don't think most people could do that. Yeah. Does he does he take more trades if it goes against him? Yeah. Or he does has, he just have this certain... He has up to four trades. Yeah, he has four trades. So it'll, yeah. like it'll go up and he wants, he'll sell. It'll go higher. He'll sell again, higher. Yep. He'll sell again, higher. So up to four. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's to me, those are the only ones I think that would work. You know, You know what I mean? And that's, to me, that's so tricky. You know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. funny. Like I've done the opposite of that. You know, I've done, I've literally done the opposite of that where I will, I'll take a trade. And as it gets closer to my target, I'll add another one and it gets closer. I'll add another one, you know, and I'm stacking <laughs> yeah. them closer. It's really tight. 
right before the target, you know, like huge positions that are risking <laughs> everything that came before it, you know, it's the exact opposite of that. So it just shows you where my mindset is versus, you know, your, your friend. So I, I just find that it's so interesting. Yeah. That's a, the, that's the, a natural tendency, that, right? Like, like, especially with hedgers, yeah. they tend to like pile it up and then they're like, Oh crap, I'm stuck. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. Thanks, Fascinating stuff. Yeah. Thanks. See ya. See ya. All information in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not trading or investment advice.